wrestling fans, are you ready? Yes, 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 yes. For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, uh, let's get ready to rumble! Stupid idiot. Shut your mouth, you thong-wearing fatty. Party's over, Grandpa. Kane was there! Kane was there too! Yeah! No enhancement needed. This ain't Monday Night Raw! This fight's right! It's Wrestle Rant Radio. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Wrestle Rant Radio for Thursday, May 23rd, 2019. I am Graham Jesus Matthews. Hope you guys are doing well. This is our third attempt recording this thing. Hopefully, third time's the charm here. Uh, we are mere days away from AEW Double or Nothing, which me and Mr. Marceau will be in attendance for. Cannot fucking wait. We are not talking Double or Nothing here on today's show. Um, I'm actually tentatively planning to do a prediction preview podcast with Mr. Marceau himself in Vegas. We're arriving on Friday. We'll be there Saturday through Sunday for the event on Saturday night. Um, we're hoping to plan and record a podcast, recording and talking all of our double or nothing predictions for Saturday, and that should be up on the channel and nextdaywrestling.net either on Friday night or early Saturday if we record it Friday night when we get back from the city. So that's the plan as of right now. Today, instead, we're talking. Our on-site report from last Sunday's WWE Money in the Bank pay-per-view live from the XL Center in Hartford, Connecticut, but I'm not flying solo. I got one of the people that joined me on Sunday for the show, her, I was going to say her first WWE pay-per-view, which is inaccurate. We were at the last one in Newark for WrestleMania 35, the only other pay-per-view since then. We were also in attendance for her, so we're getting our quite the fill of WWE in the last couple of months. Mrs. Alexis DiGiacomo. Welcome to the show. Or should I say Miss, Mrs., whatever. Mrs., Miss Wrestle Rant Radio. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Yes, I think that's your course. new nickname. It, it definitely is, especially since I'm wearing the Wrestle Rant shirt, so I'm wasting no time in mentioning that. So, yes. RJ, I'm just here to tell you that I have a way better shirt than you, and I hope you enjoy the show. Well, that was just wonderful. And speaking of which, people can check out the Wrestle Rant Radio t-shirt a few different ways. You can buy one. On whatamaneuver.net, the link is on the Wrestle Rant Radio bio page on nextairwrestling.net. Or just win the game. If you want a free one, win the 2020 Royal Rumble game, men's or women's Royal Rumble matches. you got two chances to win next January, coming to you in the next seven or eight months. But until then, <laughs> guys, today we're talking Money in the Bank. Um, a very good show on Sunday. Alexis was there in attendance with me with her brother Dylan. Shout out to Dylan. We had a great time. His first WWE pay-per-view. Mm-hmm, Did he yeah. enjoy himself? Yeah, he had a great time. He really liked it. It was a great show. And I know Raw and SmackDown right now, mostly Raw, is worse than it's been in quite some time. But at least the pay-per-views usually seem to deliver. This pay-per-view in particular got a lot of backlash from fans coming out of it, specifically for the outcome of the main event, which we'll talk about a little later on. Um, but first and foremost, this is the first pay-per-view to be held in the state of Connecticut since Vengeance 2004. That's almost 15 years ago since Hartford got its last pay-per-view, which is pretty cool. We're not exactly known as the greatest wrestling city on earth, but it's cool to see WWE giving um, Connecticut some love, showing wrestling some, you know, showing Connecticut some wrestling love for the first time in like 15 years. I mean, they should. They're 
Isn't no, they're, they're based off. out they're of based Stanford. Yeah, exactly. They're based out of Connecticut. Exactly. I mean, we've had Raws here. We've been to SmackDowns here. We went to a SmackDown at Mohegan Sun just a few months ago. Yeah, that's right. It was um, a lot of house shows. We went to an October house show at the XL Center in Hartford about six, seven months ago. But never a pay-per-view and never a takeover. We're getting takeover, I think people are forgetting, in a week from now. Mm-hmm. So we got Money in the Bank in Hartford. We'll also be in attendance for takeover in Bridgeport next Saturday. So we'll be doing um, predictions for that. I think Mr. Marceau will be joining me for takeover predictions on next week's show. Um, but yeah, today we're talking with Alexis, all things Money in the Bank. Before we get started, though, new episodes of WrestleRant Radio every single Thursday, not only on nextdaywrestling.net, but also on iTunes. Simply search up WrestleRant Radio on the Apple Podcast app. You can rate the show, review the show, subscribe to the show. You not only get every new episode on Thursdays, you also get every archived episode dating back to the show's debut in October of 2013. So what are you waiting for? Subscribe today. As for me, folks, you can find me on the socials on the Twitter machine at WrestleRant on Facebook at facebook.com backslash gram.gsm.matthews and on YouTube as well, youtube.com backslash c backslash gramgsmmatthews. Alexis, of course, has her own Twitter. Check her out on the Twitter machine at Lex Giacomo. Her birthday was two days ago. How did yeah. we forget to mention that we're fucking like five minutes in the podcast here? <laughs> Happy belated birthday. Thank you. Of course, we got to have you on for the birthday week, but um, your birthday was on Tuesday. We went to Money in the Bank on Sunday, uh-huh. and um, of course, you're also posting videos on your YouTube channel, a lot yes. of great content, vlogs, simulated content, really just talking anything that's on your mind, YouTube reactions, stuff that's going on in the YouTube community, and wrestling-related yeah, stuff. Yeah, I, I started doing wrestling stuff, but I have like so many different ideas that I want to do. Like for wrestling, like I have, I have like, I have a lot of, I have a lot of ideas. I recently did one on Bray Wyatt. Yeah, check that one out. You put it up during Raw on Monday with her theory and what the Firefly Funhouse is all about. So be sure to check that out. It's a great video. She's also done videos um, experimenting with different entrance themes for the aforementioned Bray Wyatt as well as Baron Corbin, which were also cool. And... And, you know, as a result of those videos and all the other content you've been putting up recently, you recently surpassed the 50 subscriber mark. Yeah, so congratulations. I did. Thank you. Yay. And we'll congratulate you once again when you, when you get to the 100 mark, which is only inevitable. That's going to happen very, <laughs> very quickly, well, sooner I mean, rather than later. You just hit 2,500. Yeah, but I've been doing it for 10 years. Yeah, but so. it's great. That's good. Yay. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. But anyway, we'll get started here. We'll get right down to the bottom of this Money in the Bank. From Sunday, our two cents in the pay-per-view. Uh, got the tickets for the show back in March. Knew I had to go as soon as it was announced. Again, Money in the Bank, one of the better pay-per-views all year. As I was explaining to you um, just the other day, Money in the Bank, I would put up there with the Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series as one of the top-tier pay-per-views all year. I was at Money in the Bank last year, had a great time, had to be there for the second straight year in Hartford. And overall, I thought it was a good show. Maybe not the greatest show of all time, but the experience is always a 10 out of 10. The show itself, putting our experience inside the arena aside, um, I would say it was still a rather solid show, in my personal opinion. How about you? Um, I liked it probably like more than WrestleMania. Really? Yeah. Wow, because, that's saying something. Well, I know. It was so fun over there, but like... Putting both of those experiences aside, it was like, like I was actually engaged in like all of the matches and like watched the entire thing. Whereas like during WrestleMania, 
there was a wave in our section, and I was a part of that wave, and I know you weren't, but I yeah, was there were a few matches I didn't care about. Yeah, no, absolutely, I was not a fan of that. I mean, we talked about it on our WrestleMania review podcast. Be sure to check that out if you haven't already from last month and our on-site report from the show of shows. But I mean, this match—not to say that this show was perfect by any means—there were definitely matches I really could not have cared less about. We'll get into that momentarily. Mm-hmm. Um. But I think it helps too that the show wasn't nearly as long. WrestleMania is an amazing experience. Don't get me long. Don't get me wrong. But the show is about seven, eight hours long. Yeah. We didn't get out of there until. I mean, obviously, we didn't leave until fucking like two forty-five. But we didn't. Or you know, we didn't leave the arena. The show didn't get over until like twelve thirty. Mm-hmm. Whereas with this show, they advertised the pay-per-views as being four hours. But it ended around like 10.30, 10.45. And we got it. We didn't get in there until 7. We missed the entire kickoff show, which saw the Usos beat the SmackDown Tag Team Champs Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan in non-title action. I went back and watched the match. It was a good match. We didn't miss anything. They called the Usos when they came down to the ring. They called Daniel Bryan and Rowan the SpongeBob and Patrick of the Tag Team Division. So that's exactly that's 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 where things lie right now in the that tag team ranks. That doesn't make any sense though. It was just stupid. It was dumb. Um, it was just a nonsensical line, just a very childish line. And I'm a big SpongeBob fan, but I just thought it was yeah. a very dumb comparison to make. That makes no sense. It made no sense. How are and they? It was just, uh, I they're don't know. bad. They're poor bad. writing. There's poor writing of the yeah. promo. Yeah. They probably thought that was really good. They probably thought that was hilarious. Maybe not the USO specifically, but maybe the writing. No, the team writers. They're probably yeah. like, oh, we got a great line here. Yeah. <laughs> a real gem, and it just fell flat in the arena when they uh, when they said the line. But anyway, that was the kickoff show. We got there just in time for the entrances for the women's Money in the Bank ladder match, just in time for the kickoff of the show. It was the fourth women's Money in the Bank ladder match. We had two in 2017, one last year, and this would make making this the fourth one. The combatants included... Ember Moon, Mandy Rose, Naomi, Natalia, Nikki Cross, Dana Brooke, Carmella, and the ultimate winner, Bailey. Um, of all the women's ladder matches that I've seen, I thought this was the best one. I really liked this match a lot. There were some women that had a better chance than others of winning the briefcase. Like, I thought Dana Brooke had zero chance of winning the briefcase. Good God, no. Though she did hang from the top of the briefcase, which was, you know, impressive. But beyond that, she really didn't do much for me in my opinion, to, to justify her being in the match to begin with. Um, but yeah, Carmella got hurt early on. She came back to cost Manny Rose the briefcase, or at least try to. Nikki Cross, who replaced the injured Alexa Bliss, had some time to shine, which was great to see. Natalia and Naomi all had their times to shine as well. Ember Moon doing the eclipse off the top of the ladder, which was fucking awesome. Um, yeah, I really liked this match. I thought everyone played their roles well. The action was exciting. The crowd was invested. It was very smart to have a kick off the show if they're going to have the men's ladder match end the show. And the winner itself, I thought, was perfect. Having Bailey win was exactly what I thought would happen and was exactly what I wanted to happen. And that was uh, what it should have been. So, Alexis, your thoughts on the women's Money in the Bank ladder match? This was like a 9 out of 10 match. This 9 was, out of 10 match? It was a great match. It was so good. It was like they were very athletic. Each woman had like their time to steal the entire match and be the star of the show for a second. Nikki Cross deserved everything she like she she did a great job. She wasn't like it's not like she was um like what Carmella was like when she got hurt and then she just walked She was to gone the back. for a majority of the match, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So 
whatever. I mean, that's good because I don't really care for Carmella. But I'm glad Nikki Cross had her time. Ember Moon did a great job. Ember Moon was, she like stole the show at points. Like she, she was great. She she's won underrated. the crowd over. Yeah, she's definitely underrated. And Bailey, like I will say, I was not a huge Bailey fan for the longest time. Like I just think her gimmick is dumb. Oh, I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> he, he knows. Very well documented. Um, so, but during this match, like, over the past couple of weeks, I really, really was dying for her to win. Like, I really wanted her to win. But you were telling me Mandy Rose, you thought Mandy Rose was going to win, which was like... Oh, Bailey was my prediction, but well, I'm just yeah, saying... Well, yeah, you think the company's going to give Mandy Rose the win. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So, I, I had a feeling that was going to happen, and I think they even played into that. Maybe they originally had her winning, and Very then they possibly. changed it last minute. Definitely possible, yeah. They maybe I'm thinking they had her, Mandy Rose like in their heads like she's gonna win, but so they wanted to like play into so that. They teased like, that, yeah, yeah, by having her almost you know get the help of Sonya Deville and come close to winning, but not quite. And then Bailey like and Bailey ran up the ladder yeah. and took it from her at the last second. Yeah. I thought everybody said that she was pushing Mandy Rose off. I thought she like punched her in the face or something. I have to go back and watch it, but either way, she got her off the ladder. Yeah, and then oh my god. I I had the same reaction similar to when Seth Rollins won at WrestleMania. When she won the briefcase? When she won the briefcase. And both. Well, I mean, we'll talk about that later. You know. But you know. Yeah. Yeah, now. Yeah. Yeah, now. Fucking, it's a spoiler podcast, people. If you're listening to this, I would assume you already knew what happened at the pay-per-view. Yes, a exactly. little later on in the night. Yeah. So, oh well. She became SmackDown Women's Champion. We'll just say right now. <laughs> no, little... why'd you say that? Oh, well. You could skip ahead 10 seconds. Actually, if you already heard it, then I already spoiled it. So if you're being spoiled by Money in the Bank, you're probably the same type of person who hasn't seen Endgame yet. And if you're that type of person, you probably like Avatar and you want it to stay the highest grossing film of all time. If so, fuck you. But this was a great match. Oh my God. This was a great match. (laughs) I thoroughly enjoyed this. Had the right winner. Mm -hmm. Had a very good layout. I still think the men's ladder match was better. But this was still, that's saying something, because this was a very good match. Oh, no, I thought the women's one stole the show. Wow, okay. I loved right. it. It was great. Like the differing opinions here. Yeah. Um, no, this was good. I, I thought this was a perfect way mm-hmm. to kick off the show. And definitely open the night with a positive outcome that people wanted to see. There was a big reaction to Bailey winning. Cause again, Huge. I don't think people really expected her to go over here. No. No, they didn't. They they probably thought it was going to be Mandy Rose. Yeah, exactly. Which would have been fine, but I think Bailey winning was more of a pleasant surprise. I think that's why both of the like matches kind of even out as being great because of the different endings. Like the other one may have been a better thing, you know, wrestling wise. Sure, but, sure, know. sure. But it had a worse outcome. Yeah, and then this one, you know, it had great points. It had great, yeah, of points, course. but it, it was wasn't like it wasn't match. quite as like chaotic bloodshed whatever yeah barbaric yeah but we it had a great ending so but i still think it was like stole the show it was okay it was a great match i thoroughly enjoyed this very good match here after that for the united states championship we had a rematch from wrestlemania between the then champion samoa joe and the challenger Rey mysterio now i was expecting this to get a few more minutes than it did this ended up going all of a minute and 40 seconds the first match Lasted 60 seconds. Now, I got to give you credit, Alexis. You said to me halfway during this match, or probably 30 seconds in, if we're talking halfway through here because it was only a minute 40, you said, what if Rey Mysterio beat Samoa Joe in the same fashion that Joe beat him at WrestleMania, that being in a minute? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, that's, that'd be actually pretty cool. Didn't think, didn't think they would do it. Not the fact that they would have Rey Mysterio win, 
but the fact that they would end it as quickly as they did. But ultimately, that's exactly what happened. Mm -hmm. Rey Mysterio, like, rolled up Samoa Joe. His shoulder wasn't anywhere near the mat, so it was a pretty big fuck-up on the ref's part, which I think was planned. And I had read a report saying that the match was cut short anyway because Joe got busted open by Ray Ray early on in the match. Yeah. Um, but it ended up working out perfectly story-wise. This was awesome because Joe beat Ray in you know a minute at WrestleMania, and uh, Ray Mysterio beat Joe very quickly at Money in the Bank. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was perfect. Um, Ray Mysterio got his crowning moment, which was cool. I'm hoping for a longer match between them at some point. Maybe the rubber match, the third match down the road, maybe the next pay-per-view, depending on what Ray Mysterio's current health status is. Because I think he got hurt in this match, and they were playing that up on Raw this week, mm. and they're advertising the state of the United States Championship next week on Raw. Um, but this was very well done. Rey Mysterio wins. Joe is shocked. Joe goes to the back. Dominic comes out to celebrate with his dad. And then Joe ultimately, unsurprisingly, resurfaces, lays out Rey Mysterio, and stands tall to end this segment. So I thought this was great. Um, I heard that Joe's nose was broken. What and, did I say? I said busted open. Well, yeah. In terms but, of like blood, that's what I. No, know. yeah, I know, I I know that, but I heard his nose was broken, and Rey Mysterio. I heard on a on like a YouTube video I was watching right. is a Grand Slam champion now. He is. So He's now a Grand Slam champion. Congrats, cool Mister yes. Mysterio. Yes. Um, the match wasn't too. Didn't really stand out to me that much. I don't really. No, it was a minute. I wanted 40. Joe to win, but I'm glad that like Rey Mysterio is a Grand Slam champion. Like he did, he kind of deserved this cool. little moment. But I had a like it just the ending looked kind of awkward when his son came out because you could tell the ref was telling him like to stand on the other side of the the ring, mm-hmm. and then it looked like he was supposed to go in there, but he just didn't. Like mm-hmm. it looked like he didn't know what to do, so it just kind of looked awkward. But other than that, I thought it was. I thought it was good. I think Joe did a great job of controlling the whole thing. Yeah. Like, he he stayed in character even though he was injured, like, with his nose and stuff and his mm-hmm. face. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't, like, if his nose is allegedly broken, which I thought, so I don't know, it's not, like, a true fact or anything, but if, I, if it is and he manages to, like, beat the crap out of somebody... Or, like, look surprised. Like, sure. that's got to hurt your nose. Like, he, I don't know. He did a good job, like, selling all that stuff. Yeah, they're pretty tough. I mean, they kind of uh, power through that shit, even if they're... I mean, nose is, nose being broken is, like, the least of their worries. I've I know, but that with, still like, has to hurt. Neck, shoulder injuries that still continue the match. Yeah. So, that, I know. That's what they do. That's just the nature of the business, unfortunately, in certain respects. But, uh, no, you're right. Rey Mysterio is now a Grand Slam champion, and the definition of... Becoming a Grand Slam champion in under the current format is that you have to win one of the two world titles, whether it be the Universal title or the WWE title. Then you have to win the Intercontinental Championship, which Rey Mysterio has won. He's a former WWE champion, too. You have to win the United States Championship and one of the two tag titles. And he's a former Raw, SmackDown tag team champion. I forget, so... Yes, he is the current Grand Slam champion, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Great stat to have. The guy's a uh, he's a veteran. He's a legend. He's an icon. Again, his reign might be short-lived. Rey Mysterio, very injury-prone. And um, he might have to vacate the championship as soon as this coming Monday due to the injury that he sustained at the pay-per-view. So hopefully that's not the case. Yeah, I think I, people are like, oh, they're going to give back the championship to Samoa Joe. And I, I think that would make sense only in this instance just because the ref, like, messed up. Yes. Like, technically, he, technically he wasn't pinned. 
I thought they would give him the belt right back, regardless of the injury. I mm-hmm. thought they would have him just not win back, but I thought they would give him the championship back anyway on Raw because of what yeah. happened in the ending of this match. Yeah, but in so, I feel like in, in any other ending, they'd have like a whole other thing, a whole other new match, and crown like a new U.S. champion. So they could still do that. Yeah, they but could. I know what you were saying though. It makes more sense just to give him the title back. Yeah, I mean, it would be more fun. I I wouldn't want that to happen. I would want him to like go through, like. I, I would want to see a match. Like yeah. I would want to see like maybe like EC3 be in there or like Cedric Alexander. Like mm. he would be a good US champ. Maybe have R.O. Ricochet. Him and Samoa yeah. Joe. Like that'd be awesome. Yeah, like Cedric and Joe would be great. That would be awesome, but I don't know. I don't know. Mm. Mm. That's that's too much creativity. No, exactly. We why we why don't would allow we do that, that in this company? Why would they do that? You nah, know? yeah, no, nah, it's way too logical. You need no. to tone down the logic here on the show. That's <laughs> We don't allow that. I'm when sorry. I'm wearing WWE. the WrestleRant Radio T-shirt. Exactly. You know? So RJ, you understand. Oh wait, sorry. Oh, I have oh. a better shirt than you. So. Okay, I was gonna say he has the shirt. Yeah, not but it's just shirt. not. You know, it's not like an original. It's not like an exclusive. He's got. I was like, gonna say, know, what's the E word I'm looking for here? Exclusive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, exclusive. Okay, back to the show. Anyway, back to the Money <laughs> in the Bank review here. Our next match in the show really didn't do much for me personally. Mm-mm. Steel Cage match, Miz versus Shane McMahon. Now I will say this: this feud mm. really piqued my interest going into WrestleMania. I thought it was one of the well, one of the best well-built feuds going into that show. Um, I thought both guys were great in their respective roles. Sheen as a heel was a breath of fresh air. Miz as a face was also really cool to see. And he's still a good face. But the issue now is that the guy cannot win for shit. Mm-hmm. He is lost now to Shane McMahon. Not once, but twice on back-to-back pay-per-views. And you have to know that based off what we saw on Monday's Raw... The Miz is not done with Shane McMahon. He will be back. He will get his win back at some point. Not at Super Showdown. Not in Saudi Arabia because Shane is facing Roman Reigns on that show. But maybe at Stomping Grounds or the following pay-per-view. It just seems to be the feud that will never end. I would have been very content and perfectly fine with this feud ending at WrestleMania with Miz winning. But for whatever reason, they feel the need to keep dragging it on and on and on and on. And it's been a fucking joke at this point. That Miz cannot beat Super Shane. And that guy's not an active member of the roster. And it doesn't help either that this match was not all that exciting. I like the Falls Count Anywhere match at WrestleMania. This was not on that same level. It just felt... And, and they told a good story with Shane trying to escape the cage every so often. Like he tried to go through the door and he tried to go over the top. And ultimately that's how he won by escaping over the top of the cage. Um, but other than that, it was just... I don't know. It was it was just not that exciting of a match just because this feud has felt dull to me for at least the last month. So uh, I was not a fan of the outcome. The match itself was really not all that good. And unfortunately, Miz and Shane will continue. And I say unfortunately, but just because Miz should get his win back, but the feud should not be continuing just because it hasn't been that good since WrestleMania. So your thoughts on the match, Alexis? Awful. I, I, I really have never been invested in The Miz versus Shane McMahon. I just don't like it. I think he deserves a better opponent, somebody that's actually going to wrestle, someone that's not going to, like, cop out and have someone wrestle for him. Sure. Like, his character is frustrating, and it's not, like, the frustrating where it's like, oh, the audience doesn't like him. Like, he's a frustrating character. It makes you mad. Like, no, he's terrible it's really frustrating to the point where i don't even want to watch it like Mm. it's so annoying to watch him just like escape and just go away without actually wrestling 
Because that's what this is. It's wrestling. Mm-hmm. Wrestle your... Like, wrestle. Don't just have someone wrestle for you or just leave. Like, I know that's your character, but there comes a point where it's, like, so frustrating to everybody watching that you should just wrestle. Just give us what we want. I, I just want to see him get his ass kicked. Mm-hmm. It's not fair. And The Miz is pathetic now <laughs> a little bit. Like, yeah, by, at like this point. 20% pathetic because... He's just like he can't win to save his life. He can't win, and then he's also a lot more vulnerable, like his character. So it just makes him look like people feel bad for him now because of like and oh, not in a good way. Exactly, like the whole like dad thing, like that. That's old news now. Can we stop that? And the baked potato face thing, like I'm waiting for the audience to chant baked potato because only inevitable. Like. That whole bit, like, is so stupid. Like, I bet the the writers thought that was a great line. Again, they, they were probably, like, creaming their pants on that night, line. Probably. Terrible line. Terrible line. And by line. writers, you mean Vince McMahon, probably. Yeah, definitely. That know. was definitely a Vince call. He's got bigger bigger bags than Gucci. You know, bigger mm. eye bags than Gucci. He does. Oof, um, that does not look good. I know. No, he doesn't. But Oof. Shane McMahon is, like, I just don't know. I don't like it. I, I just didn't like it. It was bland. It was frustrating. It pissed me off. And I'm sick. Like, I don't like it. I don't like the whole what's going on over there. I want The Miz to go against, like, Daniel Bryan or somebody else. Like, give Daniel Bryan something to do instead of making him, like, Spongebob or something. I mean, he's SmackDown Tag Team Champion. But I, I know, I know but, like, if Vince McMahon's going to go with this whole, like, wild card rule maybe have him have like a run-in with the miz maybe like every couple of weeks or something you could. You could and do like do a that. slow kind of build until they have like a match at a pay-per-view or something you could like, do that yeah give him something more interesting to do or have him with like um he's on raw right miz is a raw guy See, I, this whole like wild and he card got moved rule. to raw in the shake-up and the wild card rule he's on smackdown it's so every confusing week. to remember it's now. very confusing at this point him and samoa joe would be really cool because samoa joe likes to like go for people's families and the miz is big on his family especially if joe gets the title back you could do it over the united states yeah, championship exactly there you go ready exactly. made feed for SummerSlam. yeah miz has to win first though yes, right at this yes. current point he's a loser yeah he's got to get his win back eventually he does so and it, hopefully it's, at the next paper it's going on way too long yeah so yeah, the match was not good. The feud has lasted a lot longer than it should have. And again, this is coming from someone who liked the feud going into WrestleMania. We have now had it go from Money in the Bank, through WrestleMania, through Fastlane, through Elimination Chamber, through the Royal Rumble, where they won the tag team titles together. And even before that, this feud dates back to when Shane McMahon won the Crown Jewel tournament. He won the, um, the Best in the World Cup. That was in November. Which never should have happened. I hate how they keep doing that. It's ridiculous. So at this point, they have been feuding now for six months. Almost seven months by early June. By the time that Roman and Shane face off in Saudi Arabia. Again. It's almost as worse or as bad as the Becky Charlotte shit. Like, At least those matches can be good, though. They can, yeah, they can be good. But that, I'm like, that pisses me off. Like, let's stop that now. Like, that's enough. I've had enough of that. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I'm ready to wrap I'm it up. I'm cutting off the cord. Let's stop. Wow. Same with the Shane Miz thing. Like, mm. give Miz like Samoa Joe or somebody, or maybe like Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin needs something to do. That would be an interesting feud. Yeah, like he needs something to do. He, I, I genuinely, I like him. Like, not as a wrestler. Because he sucks. But He's not that good, yeah. No, but as a character, he needs something to, like, reignite his character. Yeah. He needs something to do and, like, 
somewhere to go from where he is right now. Because he's got nothing to do. That's why he's just kind of a jerk, and that's his character. Yeah. Like, not including teaming with Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley. Exactly. That, that trio is a cancer. Exactly. Drew McIntyre, Scottish porn star, needs to just go on his own. <sighs> yes. We will not let that go. <laughs> no, because that's what he looks like. Oh, I'm God. sorry. Sorry, not sorry. You can audibly hear yourself calling him that in the video that I posted on the Channel Cheap plug. Good. Of when I was uh, filming the entrances <laughs> for the Men's Money to Make Ladder match. And I'm, someone actually noticed that and left a comment about it on the I video. mean, he's all greased up tan. He's got no shirt on. A little, like, Speedo thing. And then he, like, flips his greasy hair up and gives that, like, bedroom eyes look into the camera. <laughs> you can't you can't tell me he doesn't look like a Scottish porn star. I'm sure that's exactly what Vince is going for with that look for Drew. Hey, I don't, I don't know what he does in his free time with Drew. Okay. Hey, it's 2019. <laughs> Anything's okay now. Anyway... Um, what were we even talking about before you got on this tangent <laughs> about Drew McIntyre being a porn star? Okay, yes, Baron Corbin. Yeah. Baron Corbin and The Miz. Yes, that's right. That, that would be interesting. It would be something new. I would definitely want to see that. And that, that would do Baron Corbin some good mm-hmm. because he would have something to, like, go off of. Because nobody gives him credit. Like, I've said this to you multiple times, but he's very committed. He's yep. committed. He's good at finding things to do with his character, but I think the writing is leaving him at like a standstill so he doesn't know where to go with it. So he has no motive. Mm-hmm. His motive is nothing right now. It's just to like screw around with the wrestlers. And that's not like, that's lame. Like, that's dumb, yeah. Give yourself something to do. Get, like say, listen, my goal as a wrestler, like as a character on the show is to do X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. Or I want to do this and that. Like, like give yourself something to like be I don't know, give yourself a path mm-hmm. on the show, and then people will start to like you. Exactly. At this point, they got to figure out what they're doing with Miz, with Baron Corbin, Bobby Lashley. People Bobby are Lashley, absolutely. right now. Yeah, man. absolutely. I mean, you said... They're not really giving me many reasons to care about these people. Yeah. Even though I like them as athletes, as superstars, mm-hmm. I'm a fan of all these people. They're not giving me any reason to care about them currently. Exactly, because his little faction, Baron Corbin's little group, does nothing but like do cheap matches and like get away with things. It's and the it's... same thing every single time. Exactly. Man. And like I said with the whole Shane McMahon match, like it just makes the audience even more mad and it does nothing. Mm-hmm. Like I know, and I said this to you before, but I know Vince McMahon has like the whole like cliche bad guy thing and it's like, oh, they're bad and the audience doesn't like them. No, like we don't. We don't like it. So mm-hmm. change it. Like yeah. we, there can be a point where we're like, okay, bad guy, like boo, bad guy. But then. We're like, okay, but, like, this is a good match, whatever. Like, we're acknowledging this is a cool thing you're doing. It's not, though. That's mm-hmm. why we say you suck. That's why we say we don't like you or we... You still suck. You still suck, like, to Baron Corbin. Yep. This is why we say that, because it's stale at this point. It's way over its expiration date, and it needs to stop. Like, separate all of them. Should have put Bobby Lashley on SmackDown, in my opinion. I'm shocked he was not moved. I Bobby Lashley is... Amazing. I love him. He's a great guy. Very surprised they didn't move him to SmackDown. Should have been Moosh or Baron Corbin for that matter. They got to split up the three of them. I'm surprised they ended up on the same show. Well, because Vince McMahon loves to. That's Vince McMahon right there. You can tell. Yeah. That's so like classic, just cheesy bad guy gets away with things. Ooh, he's so evil. That's that's something Vince McMahon did. You can tell. Mm hmm. So. So dumb. Yeah. Yeah, so that was Miz and Shane. I know we went off on a bit of a tangent with that, but that was Miz and Shane, not a fan of the match. Probably mm-hmm. the weakest match on the entire show. Actually, I can't even say that because we had a 
match later on in the show that wasn't really a match, and we'll talk about that later. Mm. This wasn't terrible, but this wasn't uh, definitely not my cup of tea personally, and Alexis obviously either. Mm-hmm. After that, WWE Cruiserweight Championship, Tony Nese taking on Ari Daivari. Gotta be honest with you, of everyone that I talked to about this pay-per-view, whether it be you, John Retland, who I talked to last week when previewing the pay-per-view, Jason, anyone, RJ, anyone that I talked to about Money in the Bank, no one really watches 205 Live, and I don't blame you. The show is good, but it's not must-see TV like I would say NXT is personally. No one really knew what the match was. Why we should care. Mm-hmm. I've become a Tony Nese fan. We met him at WrestleMania Access. Yeah. Very nice guy. Um, he's cool. Ari Daivari does absolutely nothing for me whatsoever. So as soon as I saw this matchup on the bill and Tony Nese made his entrance, I immediately darted the bathroom. Yeah, I'm you like, did. this is a bathroom break match. I'm sorry. It is. Uh, maybe during Roman or not during Roman and Elias. Like if that match happened a little earlier, I would have gone to the bathroom. Um, that would have been a quick bathroom break. Yeah, I was just going to so say short. that, yeah. So this probably worked out for the best. This was given some time. It got about 10 minutes, which is more time than they usually give to the Cruiserweights. And it was a good match. That's the issue. The match was well-wrestled. No one gave a shit, though, because no one watches 205 Live. Glad they made the main card, but the match wasn't anything to write home about. Here's the problem with that show is there's only, like, 10 wrestlers on there. And no one really... And it's also not on TV, and it's after SmackDown, which the people who are there aren't invested in it at all. So I almost feel bad for them wrestling because... Because mm-hmm. we were there. We saw it in person. They get literally no reaction. Like, I felt bad, so I started cheering for people I didn't even know. Yeah. I shouldn't have to do that. Yeah. Like, the only person that got a, a decent reaction was Cedric Alexander. And he's gone now. Yeah, exactly. And he's not there, and we don't know where he went. So yeah. that's In the back of a fair. fucking milk carton somewhere. He <laughs> he should have he stayed on... 205 Live a little bit longer, in my, my I mean, he, he had to move up just because he's done everything on that show. And Buddy Murphy was time to move up, too. But they're just not doing anything with yeah. these people on Raw and SmackDown. I mean... They're bringing people up without letting anyone go. Yeah. I, this is a bigger issue where they call people... Like, it's great to see Undisputed Air and Pete Dunne eventually on Raw or SmackDown. Mm-hmm. The issue is that if you call people up... There has to be a reason for it, like, did Dolph Ziggler leave, did this guy leave, did that guy leave, and we have to fill the void? No, people are still there, mm-hmm. so they're hoarding talent. Dolph Ziggler's back. And now he's back in the WWE title picture, which we'll talk about later, but, uh, yeah, so they just hoard talent, and as a result of that, they don't know what to do with the people that are, A, still there, mm-hmm. and B, the people they brought up just because they kind of felt like it, and Buddy Murphy and Cedric did need to move up from the show. But they didn't really replenish the pot at all on 205 Live. I've watched it since they called up Cedric and Buddy Murphy. The only two new people they've introduced on the show since then, the Singh brothers. That's it. Are you serious? No joke. And they're on the show. I like them. They've lost now twice. So I don't know why anyone should take them seriously. They should call up... I don't up... think any... Shouldn't... Nobody should take them seriously after well, the dumbass dance they do at their little Indian leader, Jinder Mahal. Oh, God. I mean, I really feel about the Singh brothers. Listen, his gimmick is so, like, I'm not one to sit there. Well, the guy's never on TV anyway, so who gives a shit? Well, yeah, but I'm not one to sit there and say, like, that's offensive, that's offensive, that. Like, I'm not that type of person. I never say that stuff. If if anything, I do. I accidentally offend people, but his character is borderline, like, racist. Like, that's just, you shouldn't have his character. 
character on there, especially the little like Sing Brothers that do the dumbest and corniest and just offensive dance. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm surprised they haven't gotten rid of that character. It's awful. Like, I mean, the worst. Barely on television, so it hardly matters anyway, like I said. But, but yeah, still. the Sing Brothers are getting more TV time now on 205 Live than Jinder is on SmackDown. Which is saying a lot. He doesn't. He deserves to get fired. So. But to go back to my original point, <laughs> they need to replenish the pot with more people on 205 Live. They yeah. have some good talent over there. They have uh, Oni Lorcan, who we've seen in person before. He's great. I think Akira Tozawa is getting the next shot of the Cruiserweight Championship based off his win on Tuesday's 205 Live. Mm-hmm. Ari Daivari was a poor choice. You asked me why he even got the shot to begin with. He's been undefeated since he came back from injury last year. Hmm. So it made sense to give him the title shot. It was not a pay-per-view match. I honestly would have been happier if this match was on the kickoff. His entrance was cool, though. That's all I can think Yeah, of. I didn't see it. You told me that he came out in a car or something? It's, everyone was saying it was like Alberto Del Rio-type entrance. Probably. So, I don't know. I I liked that. <laughs> I mean, that stood out as special. But beyond that, the guy entrance. is painfully bland and very much mediocre. It's, it's just like... Classic bad guy. Yeah. Nice is great, though. Stupid. Yeah, yeah stupid. He's, he's great. Nice he's is cool. good. I honestly would have preferred the Nice Buddy Murphy match from WrestleMania on the main card over this match because that match was actually really, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was good, but it wasn't by no means great. And I don't blame people for sitting on their hands for a match they don't care about. Nice tried his best, though. He put forth a hell of a performance, and that was all that really mattered. Yeah, at, at points, the crowd did. He did get like huge reactions at like certain points but it wasn't like the entire time yeah. by any means but it was I, certain spots yeah. i'm glad that they made the like main show and they weren't on like the kickoff show baby steps yeah because but i mean how would anybody else know what 205 live is if it's so the match is on tv now but 205 live isn't on like main tv so how would people watching regular tv know like what if they just signed up for the um for the membership or something. Or they were they were just watching Money in the Bank like just for a one-time thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. They just started getting into it. They're like, who the hell are these guys? Mm-hmm. You know? I know what you mean. I mean, they don't do that with NXT. Like, mainstream viewers who flip on the channel through Raw or SmackDown don't know what NXT is. But NXT is such a call following because the product is so good and the crowds are energetic so people go out of their way to watch NXT every yeah, single exactly. week. Yeah, exactly. 205 Live. It's not. Needs the move to full. Move, needs the move to full. So I've been saying that for years. Everyone's been saying that for years now. To tape it after SmackDown has always been the dumbest thing they could possibly do because the crowds don't give a shit. So, but question: Who runs Two Hundred Five Live? Triple H, I think, has the reins to the show, which is why the show is better now than when the show had Enzo Amore as Cruiserweight Champion a couple years ago. Good lord. So Triple H is doing a good job with the show. It's very obvious that he has his hands all over the show based off the people that are on it. And the people that he brings up, like Oni Lorcan, Humberto Carrillo, um, they're both NXT people. So it makes sense why Triple H would put them on the show. Um, when you go, when, when you're in NXT, can you, is like when you go on 205 Live, is that like a step up? Or do you go from 205 Live to like NXT? Like, what is that? I think it's NXT is, it, I mean, quality wise, NXT is the pinnacle. Well, yeah, but. But I know what you're saying. Like, if you move to 205 Live from NXT, I think that's a step up. It absolutely is. Okay. Because it's still it's still technically the main roster without really being the main roster. Like, I think it's NXT at the bottom, hierarchy-wise. Mm-hmm. NXT, slightly above that is 205 Live. And then Raw and SmackDown are equal. Mm-hmm. So that that's what mm-hmm. I... And NXT UK, I would put with NXT. Like, down, I would put that as developmental, not on the, really on the level of 205 Live. Because yeah. 205 Live is at least in front of 
mainstream audiences, even though it's on the network, and they make the pay-per-view cards. NXT's yeah, NXT, not. NXT UK is just kind of forgotten about a little bit, in my opinion. Yeah, because it's kind of like the ugly step- stepsister. It's like the Pepsi to NXT's Coke, but it's still a very good show. Mm-hmm. They need to have more takeovers. They only had one back in January, but, um, like, for example, some people make appearances on both shows and are regulars on both shows. Yeah. Oni Lorcan is on 205 Live, but he's going to be at the takeover we're going to in that NXT tag team title match with Danny Burch. Mm-hmm. So, like, he's making appearances on simultaneously. Like, he wasn't called up full-time to 205 Live. Like, Umberto Carrillo was making appearances on NXT as recently as a few weeks ago. They faced the Forgotten Sons or something. So, again, um, yeah, that, that's how I think the hierarchy is currently in WWE. But that was Nice and Daivari. Nice went over, still the Cruiserweight champion. Good match, but nothing to write home about. After that, we had Becky two belts in action. Her first title defense of the night against Lacey Evans for the Raw Women's Championship. The match was all right. I think Lacey did okay. Um, what I think hurt this match more than anything is that it felt like a Raw match. It felt like a match that you would see on Raw. It didn't feel like a pay-per-view worthy encounter. The build was really well done. I think Lacey's done a great job of making yourself feel like a threat to the title in the last couple of weeks. But I think of the two matches, everyone knew she was not dropping the Raw Women's Championship. Becky Lynch, that is. So the match was predictable. The match was kind of over. Like, I remember your reaction. It was like, oh, shit, like she tapped out. Like, she tapped out pretty quickly, too. Yeah, it, it seemed almost like, okay. You very anticlimactic, yeah. yeah. It was very, it, there, I was just going to say there's no point where it was like, oh my god, like, look at that, look what just happened. No, like, it, was a, it, was, it was a match. Yeah, exactly. It was all right. It, it, it was an okay match. Lacey Evans, though, like, is amazing at character build-up. Like, yeah, she's not as great in the ring. She is an impressive athlete, but she's much better on the mic and as a character. I agree. Yeah, she's she's great like that. So she's really good like building stuff up like a match. Um, but you know, put your money where your mouth is. Yeah, I mean she'll only improve. The issue is that she has now lost three times in one week between this match, the six woman tag team match against Lynch, Nikki Cross, and Alexa Bliss, quote unquote, on Raw this week, and then she lost again in the tag team match on SmackDown against Becky Lynch and Bailey. So, she's kind of a loser right now. If she wants another shot at the title, which I'm sure she's going to get eventually. She's been going back and forth with Becky in the last couple of days on Raw and SmackDown. She's got to do something else to earn it. I don't know if she wins like a you know, four-way or she attacks Becky Lynch or whatever, but she's got to do something else to earn another opportunity because as of right now, after how she looked in this match, it's not even like she put forth a phenomenal performance and it's like, oh shit, she was so close to winning it. It never felt like that at any point in mm-hmm. this match. Yeah. So I know she cost Becky the SmackDown women's title. So aside from Becky maybe saying, hey, you're a piece of shit. I'll put my title on the line against you because I want to face you again. Aside from that, I don't know why she would get another title shot mm-hmm. after what happened in this match. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I don't know who would almost be an even better like option maybe there isn't at the moment that's the thing i don't have an issue with becky and Lacey continuing i think it's a good feud yeah but who else do they really have on raw right now that would make sense to face her for the championship i don't know you got me there you're gonna hate me for this option you're gonna hate me for saying this she's currently hurt right now but when she gets back nia Jax would make sense just because she punched becky in the face last year so they can go off of that you don't like her more than i don't like her I hate her too, but I'm just saying from a storyline standpoint, I'm not saying she should win the championship. From a storyline standpoint, that would actually be kind of interesting. It was cool. If, if she comes back with a more interesting, like, if she's actually, like, good, 
You know, and she's got to like, be. I mean, I'm sorry. The, they have they have more tag teams. They need more tag teams for that women's division. But her and Tamina are a fucking cancer. They're terrible. They're terrible. Nice better bad. on her own. She's bad. She's like Enzo Mori, but a woman. She's, she's bad. Awful. She. I feel like she hurt her own knees. Like it's that bad. Like she's, she's bad. not. She needs to go back to NXT, or she needs to do like. She's been here now for nine years. Are you Tamina s- on the main roster? Really? She debuted with the Usos back in 2010. You'd never know. Yeah, she had, she's only digressed since then. Yeah. Regressed. Regressed since then, so. Team bad, and I'm not talking about bad as in good. I'm talking about bad as in bad wrestling. We just watched TakeOver Brooklyn, so that's how you know. But anyway, <laughs> um, yes. What was I going to say? With, uh, oh yeah, who else do you have face Becky Lynch on the Raw side? We'll talk about the SmackDown stuff in a second, but Nia Jax is hurt. Tamina's terrible. Mm-hmm. Dana Brooke is terrible. Uh-huh. Has no business being in the title picture. Yes. Um, Ruby Riot would be interesting, but A, she was a loser before she got hurt, and B, yeah. she's currently hurt, and she won't be back for a while, I don't think. Um, Sarah Logan's still on Raw, right? She is, but we have not seen her since the shakeup. I mean, they would have to build her up quite a bit in order to feel like her, to make her feel like a threat to the title. I think she wouldn't, she would not be a good fit for Becky Lynch, per se, but I think she does need building up but yeah is naomi on raw naomi's on raw naomi and becky ridiculous because i don't know who's on raw or smackdown because the whole wild card thing yeah but naomi would be interesting naomi would be cool and she has probably more credibility than anyone else right now on that show aside from becky just because she's won more so more often than she's lost since she came to raw um you can build to that at some point i would say naomi or like nikki cross Nikki cool. Cross would be great. I think if they built her up the right way. People are saying, oh, Nikki and Alexa for tag team champions. That would be interesting, too. Alexa's got to get cleared first before that can happen. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. I think they're just... I, I don't think they're doing anything wrestling-wise with them, per se. But I think Alexa is having Nikki Cross do stuff for her. Or like, do this or that. Or she's with her just kind of as like a outlet to have someone wrestle for her or do something for her. Yeah, Nikki thinks they're friends and Alexa's just simply using her to get what she wants to win Yeah, so maybe maybe Nikki... You know what? Because I know they had... Um, I know people had said that like Nikki Cross is going to get a character change or something or there's like something happening Certainly seemed that way. Um, maybe they're not doing it quite yet. Maybe they're going to do like a whole Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross thing and then she just snaps. Good. And then maybe she takes it out on Becky Lynch. Who knows? Yeah. Nikki Cross debuted on SmackDown last year on that episode of SmackDown in England or whatever uh-huh. against Becky. Oh, I did not know that. Remember that one-off we watched? The sh- you weren't watching it with me. You were watching it on your own. But you were like, holy shit, it's Nikki Cross. Because, like, Becky Lynch, this was in, like, November. Yeah, that's right. Nikki Cross came out. That was a one-off. It was before she got officially got called up. That's right. I remember that. Yeah. So they could bring, I mean, I have to bring it up. But it's interesting. So her first match on the main roster was with Becky Lynch. She lost. But, but she I think put up a good really chemistry. good. She put up yeah, a good fight. Yeah, I thought she had a good showing. She looked good against the then SmackDown Women's Champion, and they would have good chemistry. There's really again not many other options on Raw that make sense. But I, I would be a fan of Nick. I think Nikki Cross deserves something. Yeah. Because she's like, I don't know. She's one of the better women they have on Raw. Yeah. And they've forgotten about her for so long now that anything is better than nothing at this point. Exactly. At least she's on TV. Her and Naomi. But they would have to do something character-wise to Becky or Naomi in order to do that one. Yeah, I mean, they could still do it face versus face like AJ and Rollins, but they would have to do something to make it interesting. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, yeah. Who cares? They can't do, like, Mandy Rose Naomi. That was awful. That was, yeah, the whole... Uso boyfriend thing it was stupid they'll, they'll, they'll figure something out they would figure something out they could do Seth Rollins versus like fucking Jimmy Uso or some dumb shit um the husband versus the, no the husband versus the boyfriend yeah but anyway 
so Becky Lynch won. Still Raw Women's Champion. Charlotte Flair comes out as they figured she would. I'm surprised people thought, oh, they're going to wait till later on in the night. I figured from the get-go they would have the matches back-to-back. Great character choice for her doing that. And it, it makes sense. It seemed like she did that herself. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm not sure if, I mean, from a storyline standpoint, she would have to go to officials saying, hey, I want the match now, blah, blah, blah. They're not going to show any of that because it no. makes too much sense. But anyway, it makes her seem opportunistic and makes Becky look like more of an underdog for having to wrestling twice, back-to-back matches. And she wasn't beat up straight up here. She wasn't beaten clean. She got beat after interference from Lacey Evans. So Charlotte did win. She beat Becky. The match wasn't really that memorable at all. And they've had some great matches. The Revolution match last year was fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. This was not on the level of the Revolution no, match. Not no. even close. It was merely a means to an end with what would happen afterwards. So Charlotte wins. We're like, are you fucking kidding me right now? I was pissed. Nine-time women's champion, I think, at this point. Eight or nine-time. Ridiculous. Yeah, nine times. She's now a four-time SmackDown women's champ, four-time Raw women's champ, and a former Divas champ, too. And that's not counting the NXT title. Nine, the more championships won by than any other woman in the company's history, which is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Anyway, though, um, Charlotte wins. Lacey Evans who had helped Charlotte beat Becky, aids Charlotte in beating down Becky. Out comes Bailey to make the save for Becky. Mm-hmm. And three of the four horsewomen. Three of the four horsewomen. The, the fake horsewomen, yeah. Wow. I'm just saying, Ronda Rousey. And her gang. Part, part of the OGs. Anyway, uh, which <laughs> is true, by the way. Anyway, uh, Bailey comes out, makes the save, lays out Charlotte, decides then and there to cash in the briefcase. Hits a flying elbow off the top rope. Macho Man Randy Savage style. And is the new SmackDown Women's Champion. And the first Women's Grand Slam Champion. Yes. I don't know if they've officially recognized that on the website yet, but that's what yeah. fans are calling it. As it should be, because it makes she sense. She deserves that. That's yeah. awesome. First awesome ever moment. Raw, SmackDown, WWE Women's, and NXT Women's Champions. That's that's amazing. Yeah. The first Tag, woman tag team. Yeah, that's what yeah. I say. WWE Women's, I mean WWE Women's Tag Team Champion. Yeah. yeah, which is amazing. And Miss Money in the Bank now too. Yeah, exactly. She, complete, she's very accomplished. Completely deserved that. Yeah, no one else. I think Sasha, not Sasha, Becky. No, not even Becky. Who else has won? I think Charlotte's the only one to have won the Raw, NXT, and SmackDown Women's Championships, mm-hmm. but never the tag titles. And they'll never give it to her. You could. Who's she? I gonna... could... Lacey. Oh, okay. I've yeah, but I wouldn't want to see that, show. to be honest with you. Yeah, maybe down the road. But anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, Bailey becoming the first ever women's Grand Slam champion in this company. Amazing moment. This is probably the highlight of the night for me. Absolutely, 100%. Was this on par with the Seth Rollins win yes, at WrestleMania? Yes. Or was her initial money in the bank ladder match win? Both of those are equal, I feel like. But okay. Her winning, like, SmackDown Tag Team, or SmackDown um, Championship. Mm-hmm. The Women's Championship. That's a little bit above it, but, oh my god, I could not contain myself. I was so happy. It was one of those scenarios that we thought could happen, and we wanted to happen, but we didn't actually think would happen. Yeah. You know? But it, it was amazing. Like, everybody was so loud. The crowd was insane. She actually went into the crowd, too. Yeah, that was, was cool, too. Awesome. Loudest was- reaction I've ever heard her get since she got called up to the main roster three years ago. She deserved it. That's she deserved every second of it. And yeah. anyone that says that she doesn't deserve it, I will attack you. Wow. With my Russell Rant t-shirt. I agree. That is an exclusive, and it's not on the website. It's just mine. So I'm sorry, nope. RJ. Sorry. Sorry to everybody. <laughs> Can't get it. Well, the game, especially you to might RJ. get a Russell Rant shirt. Espe- yeah, especially, especially to RJ. RJ. You know. Too bad, buddy. Too bad. Too bad. See you in Vegas. <laughs> anyway, um, 
yeah, amazing moment. Being the big Bailey fan that I am, it was cool to see her get her crowning moment after fucking years of getting buried with all this dumb shit, that stupid ass therapy shit that we had watched last year. But remember Sasha yeah. Banks? Remember that when we first started watching yeah, together? Every week awful. she'd like go on the on the TV or something. Yeah, they would go to therapy, Sasha and Bailey, That's because awful. they were having issues. Awful. It was dumb. This isn't a soap opera. Yeah, they had they won the tag titles, which was cool. That got cut short. And then she's been booed a little bit recently, so this was awesome. Now, obviously, the key is in the follow-up, but it's still a very cool moment nonetheless. They even mentioned Sasha Banks a couple of times. You said that was Multiple done on times. purpose. It absolutely was. Yeah, probably. I don't I don't want it to be, but it probably was. Yeah. Why wouldn't you want it to be? You want Sasha back? I want Sasha back. She has to come back. She doesn't. If she doesn't want to come back, why would I want her to come back? The issue is, is that I, I agree with that, but she has to come back at some point because if she really wants to leave, she mm. has to, she has to do the rest of her contract. Yeah, that's right. Because they're just gonna if, if when she comes it. back, they're gonna. Yeah, they're just stupid. So yeah, I, I don't want her to come back if she doesn't. It's it's gonna be the whole like Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson situation where they clearly don't want to be there. No. And. Um, but at least they're on TV doing their job. Though. They yeah. didn't go home like a baby like she did. Yeah, I don't she's, know. Being, she's being a little bit of a baby just because of the storylines and stuff. But, you know, maybe maybe actually like let your voice be heard instead of sitting at home doing nothing. Like, yeah. actually kind of try and fight back like on TV. Maybe do that. Like, because they... What are they going to do? Take you off TV? They can't. She could be way worse off. I mean, she would have been in the Money in the Bank ladder match mm-hmm. if she was around right now. Yeah. She could have even won. Who's to say that she would not have won instead of Bailey? Exactly. It's very possible. Yeah, that exactly. could have been Sasha Banks. I feel like Solomonster said this. Other people have said this. I think that was a message to Sasha Banks. Hey, this could have been you. So you're an idiot for going home. I think so, too. I think it was a big middle finger to her. Good. Well deserved, too. Yeah, which isn't fair because Bailey should have won because Bailey should have won anyway. Bailey. Yeah, Bailey should have won anyway. I'm happy they um split them up and they put Bailey on SmackDown, kept Sasha on Raw. They had to be split up. I mean, I like the tag team thing. Don't get me wrong, but Bailey, it was time for her to do her own thing. It's like Aleister Black and Ricochet. Like they're both too talented to make them a tag team. Yeah, I mean they're a good tag team. Yeah, they are. But they have untapped potential on their own. Exactly. Sasha, same thing. They should bring her back as a heel. She could have been a heel here. What I pitched earlier about the Bailey heel turn, that could have been Sasha's heel turn. Where Becky could have beat Charlotte and uh, Lacey. And then Sasha wins the Money to Make Ladder match. Cashes in on Becky. That could have been her. Mm-hmm. That could have been her. So this was amazing. Great moment. My favorite moment of the night. Uh, we had Roman Reigns and Elias, which went all of literally 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. Roman got attacked backstage beforehand with a guitar shot by Elias. Elias comes out, does a mini concert. Roman Reigns comes out anyway, as we all figured he would. Lays out Elias with a Superman punch. Spear, one, two, three, it's all over. Anything else to say about this? My boy Roman is starting to get booed again. He got booed in Hartford, and that's he saying something to do. It's not like Hartford's like New York City or Chicago, which are pretty like critical of people like Roman Reigns. Hartford is very like, hey, John Cena, like, hey, we're happy to see you, like that type of crowd. Yeah. Maybe it's because this was a pay-per-view, but he got booed when he came out. He got booed because I, this is the Shane McMahon thing again. I'm sick of like, him and Elias, they do, they're not... It's not him They're and not Elias. compatible. Exactly. Not at all. Not at all. And they look too similar. So I'm like, where? Is that hipster Roman Reigns? Like, what's going on? But it's They don't kind work of, well together yet. No. It's like the Shane thing. It's like the classic, like, Baron Corbin versus, like, Seth Rollins. Like, good and bad guy. Like, it's so boring and bland and, like, there's no seasoning on it. Like, I need to see something more interesting. Like, Roman Reigns, like, 
uh, quick YouTube plug. I'm planning on doing a series on my YouTube channel. I haven't like figured out when I'm going to do it, but I've already done one episode and I have to edit it, but it's about like reinventing WWE superstars characters. And we were talking about Baron Corbin earlier and he's mm-hmm. the first one I did. Yep. And that's why I'm, I'm a little bit more of a fan of his because I did like research about him and you know, X, Y, and Z, but Roman Reigns is in need of like a character shakeup. They could have done that when he was brought back after he beat cancer, but they could I mean, have. He got cheered for a while. But the whole, honestly, the downfall. I think the beginning of the end for Roman because he was getting cheered going into WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. It was that match with Drew McIntyre because it sucked. Yeah, it was not good. Well, it was after that he started getting booed again. It's the fact that like I told you so the other day. I'm like, is she? He's on SmackDown, right? Like I shouldn't have to say that. He's on Raw every fucking week. Exactly, this point. he's on Raw and SmackDown, and it's ridiculous. I, you know what I think. They could have done one of the paths they could have taken with him because he did the whole, like, my real name is Joe. I've been suffering with, like, you know, whatever. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Leukemia, yep. Yeah. Um, they could have had him scrap the costume that he's wearing, like, the whatever vest. The attire, I, yeah, the shield that vest. That they, yep. for some reason, sell at the Superstore. I don't know why. Um Just morons buy it. Could have had him, like, come out, like, regular hair, random t-shirt and jeans, and r- wrestle as, like, a normal, everyday guy. Like, and have him go, like, from there. And maybe he could have, like, Roman Reigns, a.k.a. Joe, could have had, like, a feud with Samoa Joe or a feud with Baron Corbin but make it, like, more interesting or a feud with, like, Drew Matt. You could give him, like, some of those people. No, he's on SmackDown. I keep forgetting that. Um, You could have had him feud with somebody on SmackDown. But, like, give him a new path. Because Elias is merely a stepping stone. It was obvious from the get-go that El- that Shane McMahon is the ultimate destination for Roman Reigns. Which is ridiculous because it's he shouldn't dumb. be wrestling. No. He shouldn't be wrestling. He should have had somebody else on SmackDown. This is going to be Shane's Royal Rumble, Elimination Chamber, Fastlane, WrestleMania, Money in the Bank, Super Showdown. His sixth consecutive fucking pay-per-view match. Wait, he was on the other ones too? Shane McMahon. He was on all the other ones. He was at the Royal Rumble. Him and Miz won the SmackDown Tag Team titles there. Oh, that's right! They, he lost the SmackDown Tag Team titles to the Usos with Miz at Chamber. They failed to get them back at Fastlane, and he yeah. turned heel afterward. Yeah. WrestleMania, Money yep. Bank, and now Super Showdown. Yep. So. Roman, Roman Reigns deserves a different character because the shield is dead, and it's not coming back. So, sorry, not sorry, Roman. Um, and he he deserves to have, like, just... I, I think if they gave somebody, like, okay, this time it's just, like... Joe, Family Guy, like, just not, like, Family Guy the show, but, like, you know, whatever, like, all around, like, good guy. Yeah. And give him something. Like, I don't know who's on SmackDown because I don't remember who's on what. Well, they could have him with Randy Orton, who's not doing anything right now. That would be good. They've done it before about five years ago, but they could do it again. They work well together. Daniel Bryan, ultimately, would be a great opponent for Roman Reigns. Oh, that would be great because he's, he's really good at, like... He's really good with just everything he does all around. Yeah, I think that'd be a fun feud with Daniel Bryan as the heel. That would be cool. Yeah, that would be very, very, very interesting. He'd probably be cheered over Roman, but I think the feud would be good, though. Yeah, definitely. Not right now. Please, God, not right now. Lars Sullivan down the road, though. If they have Lars Sullivan versus Roman Reigns anytime soon, Roman will beat him 1-3 through within their first match. Oh, Guaranteed. Yeah. No, that would be bad. That'd be that stupid. That would be bad. They would have to build him up first. They'd have to build this guy up too, but Andrade at some point versus Roman if they made him more of a threat. Because the guy gets beat like every week. He got beat mm-hmm. by Ali on Tuesday. Yeah. That would be cool. That would be really cool. That would be something new. 
And then obviously, like, there's Kofi. Kevin Owens and Roman, they've done before, but that's interesting, I guess. Dolph, they haven't really done a full-fledged feud with him and Roman. So that's something, too, maybe. Mm -hmm. Kevin Owens, I like because he is another, like, really nice, like, family man. That he just, he's a jerk now. He's an asshole. Mm -hmm. And he's really good at doing that. Yeah, he's the best at it. But he could almost do something, like, really interesting like that. Like, I don't know. Like, somehow try and relate to Roman. Mm Mm-hmm. By, like, manipulating him or something. That would be cool. That but would be cool, yeah. Would they do that? No. Like, I I feel like I could walk in there, like, as a 10-year-old and be a better writer. Mm-hmm. So. Probably, definitely. This is obviously just, you know, whatever. Just us fabricating things. But yeah, just us, you know, fucking fantasy booking here. And none of this will ever come true because they kind of stick. They're tried and true, which is not, uh, not tried and true, but, like, the shit that doesn't really work. And they stick with it because they think it works in their mind, but... Nonetheless, yeah, the Roman feud doesn't really do much for me. Mm-hmm. Um, he will, he has to beat Shane at Super Showdown. I really hope they don't put him back in the title picture anytime soon. I feel like mm-hmm. that'd be a mistake because people would boo him. Um, I think they would have to take the championship off of Kofi first because if they did Kofi and Roman for the title, the Boo Birds would be out in full effect for Absolutely. Roman Reigns. So that's not even that should not even be an option. They got to give it to like. One of the bad guys over there. Yeah, like Lars Sullivan would be cool again down the road. I think it might be a little soon for him. Yeah. There's also Bray Wyatt too because we don't know what show he's going to. Because he was on Raw last time, but so was fucking Dolph Ziggler. Nothing really matters anymore at this point. So they could put him on SmackDown. Bray Wyatt could be the one to take the title from. Birthday boy. From uh, yeah, happy birthday Bray Wyatt. But um, they could take that from. He could be the one to take the belt from Kofi Kingston. There, there's all the different possibilities. Yeah. Anyone but Roman. Anyone but Roman, please. Yes. Speaking of the WWE title, we'll talk about that real quick before we get to Rollins and AJ. Kofi Kingston, Kevin Owens, good match. Kofi won. Really don't have much to say about this. I just thought it was a good, solid match. Kofi went over clean. I was a bit surprised by that. But then we found out Tuesday why that was. Because Kevin Owens in the title picture is no more. Maybe they'll go back to it down the road. I don't foresee them doing so because it was a pretty decisive finish. Because Dolph Ziggler's brought back. He's facing Kofi at Super Showdown because Kevin Owens does not want to go to Saudi Arabia. So maybe it was a punishment. I don't know. That's why they had him get beat as decisively as he did. It was a good win for Kofi. I would have put the belt on Kevin Owens, but I love Kofi, so Kofi's fine winning here. Um, this was good. Anything else to say about it? Um, no, it was a pretty solid match. Um, mm, eh. Wasn't as... like, ex- whatever. Like, yeah. It being, it was after, like, Rollins and AJ, so yeah. it was just kind of, like, overshadowed by that, but it was still pretty good. Mm-hmm. But, um, no, I think, well, well, I think what's interesting here is that they're so willing to end the Kevin Owens and Kofi Kingston thing that, like, just started up, like, a month ago, mm-hmm. but yet they're gonna keep going with, like, Becky and Charlotte and just, just beat that until it's completely stale and everybody's had enough and then keep doing, going with it. Of course. Like, why would... You know, why Why would we just end a good feud, like, nicely? And then maybe mm-hmm. do a nod to it, like, down the line. No, no, we have to, like, beat a dead horse. Of just course. completely. Over yeah. and over again. Stupid. 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 Stupid, like your WrestleMania t-shirt. Wow. Just okay, saying. I was going to say. Not no, my not yours. T-shirt. Just the, you know, the basic bitch one. Basic one. The basic bitch one. <laughs> yeah, Rollins and AJ was way more exciting. I love that match. That's a dream match. And it lived up to my lofty expectations. That was a great match. I know you left for part of it, but it was a fucking phenomenal match. I unf- <laughs> Oh, no, no pun intended. No, no pun intended. <laughs> um, unfortunately, I missed a l- most of it, so I have to you go back. You only missed and- the first half. You were there for the second half. 
I no. You I got to go back and watch it. It was I, a great match. I have to go back and watch it because I was like, I was getting a coffee and I had to like, whatever. I just had to. You got me hot chocolate too. Yeah, exactly. At that point, if he didn't leave during this match, when else would you have left? Yeah, right. Like it was at the end of the show. Roman anyway. Reigns and Elias. Like yeah, what? went all of one second. I would have so. taken like three steps out of the out of my seat and then it would have exactly. been done. But it, it was great. I they have really good chemistry. They do. I'm kind of really sad great. the feud seems to be over. That's the issue. Which is unfair because it's good and it like just started. Yeah, I hope they go back to this. But yeah, we're we're gonna just sit here and just keep talk keep going with like Shane and Miz or Brock Lesnar in the title picture. Exactly. What the hell? Like stop. Just actually do something good. This is a feud I wish they would go back with, go back to. Mm-hmm. Like they're going back to Rollins and Lesnar. They should go back to Rollins and AJ in time for like SummerSlam and another pay-per-view down the road. Yeah. They this should, was awesome. They should have been like, dude, get out. Like, Brock, you're irrelevant. Yeah. It, it's AJ's time now. Like, this is one away. of the best pay-per-view matches, honestly, I've seen all year. Like on WWE main roster TV. Mm-hmm. Easily. Looking back and just thinking of all the pay-per-views I've seen this year, WrestleMania included, this was easily the best pay-per-view match I've seen um, in 2019, and one of the best matches I've seen, period, in a long time. Yeah, in WWE, not They're NXT. very good with, like, just stealing the show completely. Yeah. This was another thing that, like, you know just stole the show. Because even when, when I was out of my seat, I heard everybody, I heard everybody the whole time, like, oh, oh my god, look, mm-hmm. oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Like, the crowd was crazy during the whole thing. Crowd you was great. You would have thought we were in, like, MetLife Stadium. They yeah. were so loud. Very loud for this And match. they deserved it, because they're they're great. Really let me good. tell you, that counter from the curb stomp into the Styles Clash was one of the coolest things I've ever fucking seen. Which I have to watch again. You have to see that. I have that. to go back and see that. It is on par with the curb stomp into the RKO from WrestleMania 31. Oh, really? It's For me, it's up there. That was, Everybody I have to else go back is saying that too. Well, I, I watched it, but like my eyes weren't completely on it, so I was just kind of like, what happened? What was that? Yeah. So I have to go back and watch it, even it though was I amazing, did yeah. see it. We'll but... go back and watch the match at some point. Yeah. Um, great match. Rollins retains. Uh, Lars Sullivan came out to quickly dominate Lucha House Party. Just squashed him. You had to know this was coming when they said, oh, Lucha House Party tag team match. It's like, they're not in a fucking tag team match. So that was pretty obvious. Um, interesting because they didn't announce that. Like, they just randomly, like, I, I, I told you. It was just you, a kill time. Because Roman and Elias was cut short. That's Yeah. Why. Well, I told you I'm glad that Lars got like TV time. Like, it was I'm, cool. I'm he's glad on the he pay per view. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad he was in the pay per view actually because he wasn't at WrestleMania. Yeah, because he came back the day after, right? Or he well, debuted we the day yeah. after. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he debuted at uh, Raw. Yeah, and we were the only ones that like went we're crazy. For yeah. it. We we're like, oh my god! It's in the video. Yeah, where I'm losing my fucking mind. Yeah, and I'm like, wait, who is that? And then like, that's oh Lars my god, Sullivan. That's Lars fucking Sullivan. Yeah, he's here. Dun 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 dun. Oh my god! Yeah, it was cool. That was cool. But uh, yeah, no. Fine segment. We get to the main event, the men's Money in the Bank ladder match. Try to stick with me here. It was supposed to be Braun Strowman. He got beat by Sami Zayn on Raw to take his spot. Sami Zayn got attacked earlier in the evening on this show. We thought Braun Strowman would take his spot back. Triple H says, Braun, you're a piece of shit for attacking Sami. Braun has no idea what's going on. Triple H says, you're going home. You're not on the show. It's going to be a seven-man Money in the Bank ladder match. No eighth man until the end of the match. Until Brock Lesnar returns to take that final spot and win the briefcase. So for anyone saying, "Oh, why can't I just run to the ring? Why can't I just run to the ring and win the briefcase?" Because Brock was always supposed to be the eighth man. They said this on Raw this week at the beginning of the fucking show. I don't think people pay attention. He was always supposed to be the eighth man. He worked out a deal with one of the higher ups in storyline. Paul Heyman did. 
to get in that spot after Sami Zayn was mysteriously taken out. It was obviously Brock Lesnar. Wait, what? They all but hinted at that on Raw this week when Paul Heyman was talking. He goes, oh, Sami Zayn got hurt, so I think Brock, you know, we didn't know he would be in the arena, so let's just take his spot. Paul Heyman orchestrated that entire thing. I don't believe that. It wasn't Bray Wyatt. I'm sorry, I can't believe that. Okay, it's so not Bray Wyatt. Let, let's break it down, Mr. Russell Rant Radio. It doesn't so, matter how Sami no, Zayn was listen, attacked. No, listen, that's what listen you're to asking. me. No, just listen for a second. That makes sense. I have the Russell Rant t-shirt, so therefore I'm an official of Russell Rant Radio. Need Russell Rant repeat. So, you have Braun Strowman, right? And and Brock Lesnar, two big, big, big guys that love to just destroy shit and break shit and just go around, just cause like a scene don't don't stop sorry to distract <laughs> he's making me he's making me laugh good um so braun Strowman would never tie someone upside down and just leave him there like just tie him upside down whatever and maybe use him as a punching bag but like that no like that's just not something you would do and then you have brock lesnar brock lesnar would not tie, he do you really just picture this brock lesnar taking Sami Zayn. Tying him upside down, leaving him there, and then winning the... Like, that's not something he would do. He's not methodical like that. He doesn't think two seconds. Then why would Brock Lesnar be at the show? I don't know. Why would Bray Wyatt do that? Dude. There was no indication of that whatsoever on <laughs> the Dude, Raw. I'm sorry. I just want it to be true because I, I know Bray you Wyatt. do. Because if he was on... If, okay, listen. If someone else got mysteriously attacked on Raw, uh-huh. then it would be like, yeah, it's Bray Wyatt. But there was no follow-up on Raw of that. Brock Lesnar obviously did that. I know the whole tying up thing was weird, but he did that so he can get in the match. It makes sense. He can't just tie somebody up consciously and then just walk. That's not something he would do. You don't tie him up consciously. Obviously, he beat the shit out of him, and then he tied him up. I don't believe that. I'm sorry. It's you not Bray Wyatt. You I can't call, Wyatt. You can call return. me stupid. You can call me I'm whatever. not calling you stupid. I'm just saying that's not what happened. I'm just talking about anybody else. If they think it's really stupid of me to think that, I don't care. I'm going to keep hey, thinking it. you're not the only one, but I'm just saying it just makes no sense for it to be anyone else but Brock considering the outcome of this thing. I don't care. It, it pisses me off that Brock Lesnar even... He shouldn't... Boy, He's bye. back. He's Mr. Money in the Bank. Why? Why? He The guy can sneeze and get a title shot. That's not fair. It was a waste you know? of the briefcase. It was unpredictable, and I I thought it was cool. But at the they, same they've time, been throwing out. I haven't even been watching for a full year at this point, and they've been throwing out the Money in the Bank matches for the men the past couple of years. Like it's ridiculous. The women's is questionable, but the men's like I think Baron Corbin won two years ago, twenty seventeen. Then it was Braun Strowman. They both lost. Both lost exactly. Brock's. Problem. They were the third and fourth to lose, so not many people have been have lost no. before, and two years in a row, yeah. the winners lost. Yeah, exactly. That's pathetic yeah that's pathetic it's an issue at this point yes i don't know at this point i feel like they're just like flipping us off backstage and saying like i bet you hated this but we wanted to see it for some reason well with brock too it's a lose-lose because if he loses against whoever the champion is then it continues that streak if he wins that means we have brock lesnar as world champion again which nobody wants after he was world champion Which for people like are, two years. I guarantee you, if he wins, like, if slash when, because I, I really hope he doesn't fucking win. Because I've never reacted better to anything live at the when Seth Rollins won. Like, that was the greatest moment ever that I've ever seen. And if slash when he wins, like, people are going to stop watching. People are going to cancel subscriptions. People are going to Well, that to already stop. happened when he won Money in the Bank. But, yeah, I know that happened. But, like, just imagine when he wins. People are gonna. People are just. They're gonna lose a lot of money. 
We'll find out on Raw this week. He's going to reveal on Raw who he's facing. And because he's doing it on Raw as opposed to dragging it out, teasing who he might cash in on, that makes me think that um, he's going to do it at Saudi Arabia at Super Showdown. And Kofi already has an opponent in Dolph Ziggler. Rollins doesn't have an opponent on that show. Does he want to go to Saudi Arabia? I Did he say don't... yes? Yeah, I mean, he was on Crown Jewel, so. Disgusting, that's right. He was at Crown Jewel. Honestly, that... I don't... And Brock's gonna be there. He's already advertised, so I think they're doing Rollins and Brock, which is a fucking waste of the briefcase. And the Crown Jewel... Crown Jewel is the same place where Brock beat Braun Strowman to win the Universal title back in November. So they might have a repeat of that? Which would be a fucking joke. And that also went nowhere, by the way, for anyone saying, oh, they're making Braun out to be a bigger threat and they're gonna give him the title down the road. When? I've got news for you, WrestleRant listeners. Braun Strowman is the absolute, one of the absolute worst wrestlers on there right now. His character is sucks completely. He loses to everything. His character's so cliche. I don't know if I've said this on the show before, um, but his pants look like a sixth grader made them for, for a musical. Like, they are, he, everything about him is corny and stupid. His music is the worst. Like, Worse, worse than Alicia Fox's, which I didn't know it could get worse than that. What? Yeah. But he's just so bad. He's so bad. I don't get why the whole crowd cheers him all the time. Because what has he done to deserve that? He's done nothing. He sucks. Like, when's the last time he won, like, a big match? Not the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle. No, I wouldn't count. count that. Um, He lost to Baron Corbin at Elimination Chamber. Lost the Men's Royal Rumble match. Mm-hmm. I guess he beat Baron Corbin at TLC in that like handicap. Remember he was like hurt, and um, yeah, that's right. And then Baron Corbin uh, got fired. Actually, a whole doesn't bunch of really people count. did that for him, so that doesn't really count. So when did he like? When did he last win something on his own? And it was like a heroic win. Probably the Money in the Bank ladder match last year. <laughs> that's <Guys>. probably it. <laughs> Do you like? Anybody listening to this who like genuinely really likes him and thinks he's like really good and has faith in him, just think about that for a second. Like over saying, a year the, ago. The, the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal means nothing because he brought it up the very next night. He wasn't even on Raw the next night. He wasn't at the Raw <laughs> that we went to. No. He wasn't on the show and it hasn't been brought up since and the guy's done nothing. So the, that, that shit means nothing. That's been evident for years but they I'm just saying. clearly don't care about him and I don't care about him at all. It makes me mad to see him, actually. Like, I'm just like, why are you here? Go away. Like, you don't deserve to be here. <laughs> like, Cedric Alexander does. Like, someone more deserving. Someone better. The guy needs to leave. <laughs> Bye. Anyway, this men's Money to Make Ladder <laughs> match was great. Uh, yeah. The other people in the match, not named Brock Lesnar, were Ali, Andrade, Baron Corbin, Drew McIntyre, Finn Balor, Randy Orton, and Ricochet. This was a fucking wild-ass match. Finn Balor, I thought, got killed at many points during this match. <laughs> Ricochet was cool. Ali was a great addition. Came close to winning before Brock spoiled the party. Drew McIntyre shined. Even Baron Corbin did well. Andrade mm-hmm. was great. Orton had his time to shine, too. People loved Orton on this show. Um, this yeah. was a fantastic main event. This probably would be regarded as one of the best Money in the Bank ladder matches ever had it not been for the outcome. I agree. I absolutely agree. Because so. I we talked about this, but I think Ali was originally supposed to win, but then... They changed it right before. They they even told him, like, listen, you're going to win, blah, blah, blah. And then right before they go out, okay, never mind, change of plans. Like, this isn't happening. So-and-so is going to win. Mm-hmm. That's not fair. <laughs> I don't think that's fair at all because I think Ali comes so close to getting what he deserves and then they change it up on him just for the fun of it. J- just to poke fun. Because mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar, 
Um, as mad as it makes me that he gets whatever he wants as it is, he doesn't need the briefcase. He could mm-hmm. just go on the show and just have Paul Heyman talk his way into having him get a title shot. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't need to have the briefcase. So it's, again, it's it's a waste because Ali could have gotten that. And then it mm-hmm. could have been like Ali and Kofi Kingston. That would have been cool. Or that would have been Ali, cool. Ali and Seth Rollins, whatever. Well, like, someone also said, yeah, that would have been cool. Yeah, I mean, he would have been on SmackDown, but I know what you mean. The whole well, wild card shit. Yeah, he yeah. could have gone to Raw if he wanted to. Someone did say that before the pay-per-view, that if Ali won, which would be a great story because he failed to get his time to shine before Mania when he got hurt. Exactly, that could have, it could have been him. Could have played off of that. And Survivor Series will be in Chicago, which is where he's from. So people were like, oh, maybe Cash is in there, gets his big moment against whoever the champion is at that point. That would be fucking cool. They're also very, they're built very similar. So I think instead of Dolph Ziggler, you know, doing what he did... And it was great, and I really liked it. I thought it was one of the better moments on SmackDown, um, in my opinion. But it was random, because it's like, no, you... He's been you gone ha- for like six months. Yeah, I know, I mean, like, what are you talking about that could have been that should have been you? No, it shouldn't have. Like, you're random. Why are you here? It, yeah. it should have been Ali. Yeah. The reason why Kofi Kingston... Technically, the reason why Kofi Kingston is the champion is because Ali was out, and then Kofi Kingston stole the show during that match that he was out of, the el- yeah. Elimination Chamber They could have done that without turning Ali heel, I think. Yeah, I mean, they could have. I don't see why not, because Kofi's not losing the title in Saudi Arabia. No. So Ali could have looked good in defeat, and you could have and he wouldn't have to win, but yeah. that would have been a good match to do Ali. They could have continued with it, too, and then maybe at, at some point had, like, somebody turn bad like Ali or something yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. we'll say yeah. Kofi or something I'm not sure but, but that would have been a better choice than Dolph which isn't terrible because it was surprising but still yeah there were some major points during the match where I was like holy shit are they okay like are they actually okay yeah Ricochet like did not move it after a certain point no so. no I'm like is he breathing or like Finn Balor like mm-hmm. I guarantee he, you when... he was the MVP of this match absolutely like when he was about to get, like, you know, thrown onto that ladder. I don't think he knew how high he was going to... He was he literally bounced, like, two and a half feet up. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. Yeah. And everybody in here, like, most of them were pretty athletic. There was... A, it was a really good, like, all-around um, soup of wrestlers. Like, yeah. we had, like, Finn Balor, Ali, like, Ricochet. Very, very athletic. Mm-hmm. And then you have, like, Baron Corbin. And then, uh, like, Drew McIntyre. Like, the bigger guys. Yeah. Um... So that was cool. And, like, Randy Orton, too. Everybody loves Randy Orton. So, like, yeah. I thought it was a really good, like, good mix, clash. Of, good mix people. of people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Baron Corbin even did some good stuff during this He point. did, actually, yeah. And he played the role of spoiler in this match because no one wanted to see him win. Yeah, and it, I, I thought he was going to win. I thought it was going to be him or Drew McIntyre or mm-hmm. maybe Ali. Like, the way Ali, um, the way Ali... Went to go get that briefcase. I had a feeling he was originally supposed to win. And he was originally supposed to win. Yeah. Like, everything around it just screamed like Ali's going to win. Mm. But, of course, he didn't. But, you know, I. it was interesting that Brock Lesnar won. Because as soon as he entered, I'm like, I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah. Like, I'm like, yell, I'm like cheering because I haven't seen him. And it's like, I've never seen him that close up before. Yeah. In like a stadium or an arena or whatever. So that was cool. That's why I was like cheering. But half of me was like, he doesn't need the briefcase though. Someone else deserves to get it. Like Ali. Mm -hmm. But 
Yeah, I thought it, I thought it was a really good mix of people. It was really, really good. It's a great match. Great an- match. Another outcome show aside, stealer. Another yeah. show stealer. Definitely. Outcome aside, this was an awesome way to close out the show. And uh, yeah, I really enjoyed the show overall. I mean, I got a lot of mixed criticism because of the Brock win, because of this or that. But I don't know how anyone could possibly give the show a thumbs down when it had two excellent Money in the Bank ladder matches, that Bailey Cashin, and the exceptional Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles match. Yeah. I agree. I don't know how you can give the show a thumbs down. I could see people not being enthusiastic about it, but like we talked about on the way home from the show, I would give the show a 7 out of 10. It could have been better. The Lesnar win didn't really need to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, some matches I could have done without Roman and Elias. Even Nisa and Daivari really didn't need to be on the main show, even though it was all right. Shane and Miz, eh. Becky and Evans, eh. Even Charlotte and Becky, eh. Um, but overall, I thought it was a very good show. Awesome experience, as always, being there in attendance for the WWE shows. And, uh, yeah, any final thoughts on Money in the Bank 2019? Um, it was good. The, real, the only thing is there were a little bit of changes that I would have made. Like I said, like Ollie winning, I would have done that. Sure. Um, and maybe, maybe the kickoff show, I would have changed that a little bit, too. And maybe the Tony Nese match maybe would have had some somebody intervene, like Buddy Murphy or something. I don't know. That that but that's really it. But I thought it was like an eight out of ten. Yeah. I really enjoyed myself. My brother did too. He loved it, yeah. Yeah, Dylan loved it. But unfortunately I wasn't wearing the WrestleRant t shirt, so I'm sorry if anybody was wondering. It was a birthday gift, not a sympathy t shirt. Uh, <laughs> the Twitter so, war continues. So, you know, yeah. Wish I had a double or nothing t-shirt, though, but... I'll try to get one when I'm in Vegas. Speaking of which, you didn't wear your WrestleRant shirt to Money in the Bank, because mm-hmm. it was two days before your birthday, but we're going to be a takeover in Bridgeport next Saturday, yes. the day before my birthday. Mm-hmm. So if you want to celebrate my birthday, I would say wear the shirt there. And if yeah. not, what else would you wear? Maybe Cause... maybe I'll be twinning with a certain someone if they come. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We'll say, we'll say. If they go. If they go, who knows? If they go. I'll find out about that very soon. If so, we got to take a picture. I know, absolutely. (laughs) You guys might come to blows, too. I'm not really sure exactly what's going to happen, whether it's going to be good interaction or very, like, Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey (laughs) going at each other's throats. No, it's always a good interaction. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll (laughs) see. But I'm looking forward to a takeover. It's going to be great. Probably even better than Money in the Bank. And the takeovers never cease to deliver. Though they do have... A lot to live up to, because the last takeover that we were at, which was the previous takeover, Takeover New York, was one of the greatest, if not the greatest wrestling show I've ever been to. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. The greatest takeover, period. So, this one has a lot to live up to, but as we saw in NXT last night, Tyler Breeze coming back to challenge Velveteen Dream, NXT North American title. That was cool. Shayna Baszler, definitely. Io Shirai for the NXT Women's title. Um, Matt Riddle versus Roderick Strong. Adam Cole challenging Johnny Gargano again in a rematch from their instant classic in New York for the NXT Championship. And then my personal favorite, the uh, fatal four-way ladder match for the NXT Tag Team titles, Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch versus the Forgotten Sons versus the Street Profits versus the Undisputed Era for the Tag Team titles. So it's going to be an amazing night. Cannot wait for it. But before we ride off into the sunset, anything else you'd like to plug, Alexis, before, um, you know, before takeover next Saturday? Um... The channel? Yeah, the YouTube channel is just Lex to Jackmo. Lex to Jackmo, wrestling related words. content. Blogs, yeah, I'll be coming out blogs. with them. Um, I have a few different things planned. Like, I want to do, um, like, wrestle, wrestlers' tattoos because, you know, we're we're Superstar Inc. I've been waiting for that. Of course. Um, wrestlers You're not are not. Corey Graves. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, wrestlers do have some acting skills, and some of them are terrible, so I'd love to 
talk about that too. Mm-hmm. I'm just kind of figuring out whether or not to put it on the YouTube channel or do it with you or something like that because I'd love to. I'd love to do it with you. Definitely. Maybe on this show. I don't know. Definitely. WrestleRent Radio, the YouTube channel, hashtag SGSM, whatever. I'd love to. Desires. I'd love to do it on WrestleRent Radio. What a tattoo thing. I just any just anything. Maybe what I was talking about originally with Baron Corbin, I would love to do that on here. We'll have you back on here in a couple weeks. Yeah. I got two people on. I got RJ on next week to talk TakeOver, and then someone who was at Money in the Bank who's going to be a TakeOver too to help me review that show in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Maybe in three weeks we can talk about uh, um, maybe doing whatever you want to do. So we'll see. The people will have you back here on the show very, very soon. Yes, of course. You're I'm not going anywhere. You're always here on the show I'm at least sorry. once a month. You were here after WrestleMania. Yeah. You were here for the Valentine's Day episode. You're here pretty much like, like once a month anyway. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not going anywhere. You're not going anywhere, no. which is a great thing. So <laughs> Anyway, people, um, thank you as always for checking out WrestleRant Radio. Listen to full episodes of the show every single Thursday, not only on NextAirWrestling.net, but also on iTunes. Simply search up WrestleRant Radio on the Apple Podcast app. Rate the show. Review the show. Subscribe to the show. You not only get every new episode on Thursdays, you also get every archived episode with Alexis, Mr. Marceau, uh, various WWE superstars dating back to the show's debut in October of 2013. As for me, folks, find me on the socials at WrestleRand on the Twitter machine, on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Matthews, and on YouTube as well at youtube.com backslash C backslash Graham G.S.M. Matthews. Last but certainly not least, while we're on the subject here, as Alexis pointed out many times throughout the podcast, buy the shirt or win the shirt at nextairwrestling.net. Go to the WrestleRant Radio bio page. There's a link in the bio for where you can purchase a shirt at whatamaneuver.net. That's the old design. If you want the shirt that Alexis got, too bad you're not getting it. (laughs) Um, For the current design, if you want to win one, if you don't want to buy one, if you don't want to dish out the 25 bucks, whatever it is, you can always wait to win one in the 2020 Royal Rumble game, but that's not coming until January of next year. Till then, guys, for Alexis to Giacomo, I'm Graham Jesus Matthews. We'll catch your ass down the road. You guys are doing well. Oh my god. <laughs> oh you got you got that. I got the tail end of it. Damn it.